0: Good afternoon, good afternoon. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Guess what? Today is Friday, December 2nd, 2022. And it's just another wonderful day that the Lord has made. And today I want to ask the question. I'm not going to be here too too long before you. But I want to ask the question. Do you love God? The, The question is not... Does God love us? Because a lot of times we say we believe that God loves us, but really, um, I don't think we do because the way we can know when we believe that God loves us, we'll have confidence. We won't fear. will have no place in us. Um, the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 5, 17, I believe it is that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power love and a sound mind. Um, but perfect love casts out fear. So when we still have fear in our lives, that means our love has not been made complete. We're not fully convinced of God's love for us. Um, because when we're fully convinced of God's love for us, fear will have no place in us. So are you convinced of God's love for you? And, but today, I don't so much want to ask, um, does God love you? I want to ask, do you love God? We're getting ready to dig in this. And you know, don't, hold on. Promise me you won't run when correction comes. And once again, you know this is not about condemnation. This is so we can grow from faith to faith and glory to glory. And, and in order to deal with the real issues, we gotta we gotta go and deal with the root cause, right? We gotta deal with the real cause in order to deal with the real issue. But there's no condemnation in here. Um we're getting ready to um start, but we're gonna pray first, Father. We just thank you for being together here with us, being in the midst of us, Lord God. You said where two or three are joined together, there you are right here with us. And Father God, we just give you the glory, we give you the honor, as you give us ears to hear and a heart to receive your engrafted word, Lord God. We just thank you that this word will bring forth fruit, a hundred, a thousand-fold fruit, not just in our lives, Father God, but it will allow us to be so fruitful that others will be able to eat off of our tree. In Jesus' name, um, we pray, Father. And we just yield our members. I yield my members to the Holy Spirit. And I ask, Lord God, that you just speak through my lips of clay that you made. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you guys again for joining me, being here in the, uh, on my podcast with me. Um, share it, please. If you'd like to support us, hit the subscribe button. But today my question is not so much does God love you, not so much about understanding God's love for us, but we need to understand our love for him. So I'm asking the question: Do you love God? <laughs> uh, how can we tell? How can we tell when we love God? Um, let's dig into it here. Let's dig into it. We're gonna we're gonna start with. I want to start with Matthew seven twenty two and twenty four. Okay. So here's the story. Jesus was talking. He said, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of lawlessness or you worker of iniquity. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and act on them is like the wise man who built his house on the rock. And then he keeps going on about the wise man that built his house on the rock. And when the storms of life came, his house did not fall. And when, um, But the man who built his house on the sand, when the storms of life came, his house fell apart. And um, so to, um, my question is, how do we know if we love God? You know, a lot of times we say, well, I love God. I love the Lord, you know, and all this kind of stuff. But. Here he tells them, he said, depart from me, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawless one, or you you, a uh, uh, worker of iniquity, one translation says, right? Depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. I don't know about you, but that's not what, what I want to hear from my father. I want to hear, job well done, thy good and faithful servant enter in. Um. So what what is he talking about here? What do you mean he don't know you? God is all knowing, he knows everybody. Yeah, but he's talking about relationship. I know you don't love me. If you don't love me, you have to love God to know God. To to know God, you have to have a relationship with God to uh, love God, right? So he said, I I don't I'm not I'm not we're not friends, you know. Um I love you, I love you. But you're not a friend of mine. Jesus told his disciples, he said, "Um, I no longer call you servant, but I now call you a friend because a servant does not know the father's business, but a friend does. You know, he knows what the master is doing. Um, Are you a friend of God? To be a friend of God, you have to love God and we have to walk in fellowship With God, What is it to, what are you saying for? What is, what is it to walk in fellowship with God? What does that mean? What does that look like? Well, to walk in fellowship with God, we have to walk in agreement with God. Because how can two walk together except they both agree, right? So to walk in fellowship with God, we have to walk in agreement with God. How do we walk in agreement with God? By walking in obedience to God. By walking in obedience to what his word says. What's the counsel of God? What is God saying to you? Well, the will of God is clearly known. There's nothing to pray about. He already told me not to steal, so I don't have to pray about whether I should steal. He already told me not to kill, so I don't. I shouldn't. I don't have to pray whether God want me to kill. Uh, he already told me not to do certain things. It's clear whether with a revealed God of a no, uh, will of God is known. You don't have to pray about that. So when we when we're you know, He already told me not to commit adultery. He already told me not to be fornicating. He already told me all these things. He already told me that I need to love. He already told me all these things. So I don't have to pray about, do I need to love them? I don't have to pray about, should I have commit adultery or fornication with them? I don't have to pray about that kind of stuff. He already told me, well, the will of God is clearly known. There's nothing to pray about. A lot of times we just want to pray about that kind of stuff because for real, we don't really want to do it. And so we make all these excuses for our unjustifiable behaviors. Well, God knows and God understands. Well, the only thing God understands is that we're being stiff-necked and rebellious, and we're not doing what He saying. Hold on, wait a minute. Now, you know there's no condemnation in this. Hold on. Did you promise me that you would not run when correction comes? But we have to really, you know, um, you know, the Bible says that as we approach the end time, some won't endure hard um Sound sound doctrine, because they'll go about finding teachers. They have itching itch ears, and they'll go about finding teachers to tell them what they want to hear. But one thing I've, I've found to be true in my own life and in a lot of people's lives is that truth lovers love the truth. It's when we don't want to do what God say do, that's when we don't want to hear the truth. <laughs> So which group are you in? There's no condemnation, but we have to speak the God honest truth because as we approach these evil end times, we got people on TV denouncing the Lord Jesus Christ, um, uh, uh, committing themselves to Satan, the devil and temples. Just like he said, we should not be surprised when the devil do what God already told us he would do. We should not be caught off guard. Why we if uh, believers believe when we read it? He Jesus already told us that in the last time there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, and some will come saying that they're the Messiah. You know, all these wicked, evil things, even the elect will be deceived. So the truth, we have to tell it. We have to speak the sound doctrine. So I'm going to speak sound doctrine to you because this is how God talks to me. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the edification, exhortation, confirmation. I love the corrections and I love the rebukes because I'm fully convinced not only that my way was the wrong way, But I'm so convinced that the reason God is telling me or when he's correcting me is not because he he does not like me or does not love me. When he's correcting me and he's chastising me, it's because he does love me and he does care about me and he's trying to protect us from the evil one. And so as we approach these these last days, these perilous times... Sound doctrine is going to be the key. We cannot live this. We cannot go into this next season making excuses for our wickedness and our rebellion. For like he told this one servant here, depart from me. He said, "What I prophesied in your name. I cast devils out. He said, I'm going to plainly tell him. I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. So what is iniquity? Let's go down to 2 Timothy 2, 19. It says, nevertheless, the foundation of God. Stay you know, I don't let me go back up here. I wanna go, I wanna go to the 24th verse. i I'm not finished with that check. Matthew seven twenty-four, where he goes on to say, Depart from me, you uh, 23, where he says, Go on and depart from me, you workers I never knew you. Matthew seven twenty-four says, Therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them. He said, Act. He didn't just say hear. He didn't say preach, he didn't just say teach. Okay he said when we those who hear the words of mine and then they do it, they act on it on them he they're like a wise man, so how do we build every time we do what God say, do we're building it's not enough just to know Bible scripture. see the devil knows the word. the fact that you can preach and teach the word that's not enough. The the Bible says, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, lest you deceive yourself. See, knowledge puff up, but love build up. You know, just because we know a lot of stuff and we know we're well versed and we know a lot of scriptures, that's not enough. God is saying, "Um, do you believe what you know? Because we could know a lot of stuff and not believe it. And sometimes when you're talking to people and they be like, well, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, but it's not about what you know. It's about what you believe. And, you know, we can tell what we believe by what we act on. We act on what we believe to be true. So here Jesus is saying now, um, but therefore everyone who hears these words of mine, Matthew 7, 24, and then he do it. He acts on it. He don't just preach it. He don't just teach it, but he actually do what it says. He actually starts walking in love, like God says. He, He actually starts taking off anger. How many of you know that when we walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh? When we walk in obedience to God, we're not going to do what the devil tells us to do. It's simple as that. It's not about trying not to do stuff. It's all about, like I always say, relationship, love, relationship, love, relationship with Jesus Christ. Because when we fall in love with God, we're going to hate evil. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. The more and more we fall in love with God, the more we're going to hate and despise the things of this world. We're going to hate evil, not people, but we're going to hate sin like God hates sin. Because sin is attached to the evil one. And the same way you don't want nobody messing with your kids or being able to harm your kids is the same way our Abba Father God don't want the devil being able to attack and harm his kids. So he's trying to warn us to protect us, not to hurt us. He's telling us not to do this and not to do that because he's our Abba Father. We have been adopted by the beloved. We're his children. We've been adopted. We're heirs and joint heirs in Jesus Christ. We have been accepted by him, adopted by him. He's our father. Now he's saying, I am your father. And you need to listen to me if you are my children. Because those who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. My sheep know my voice, and a stranger's voice, they will not follow. When God becomes your father, when you fall in love with Jesus, you're going to be able to hear his voice. My sheep know my voice, and a stranger's voice, they won't follow. Jesus said, I only do what I hear my, see my father do, and I only say what I hear my father say. He was totally submitted to the father, to his father. He understood that his will for being on earth was not to fulfill his will, but to fulfill the Father's will. Likewise, our will for being on the earth is not to fulfill our flesh will, but to fulfill God's good will, right? Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. If we walk in the Spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. If we walk in love, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh, Okay, 2 Timothy 2 19 says, Nevertheless, the foundations of God stand as sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. God knows those that are his. Jesus prayed, he said, Father, I, I know that you know those that are yours. Jesus was praying to the Father. He said, Um, and the evil one will not be able to pluck them out of your hand. Jesus said, I know the ones are sure. So not everyone belongs to God. Let's fix this here. We're not all God's children. But we're all God's creation. We don't become children of God until we accept the Son of God. The Romans tells us those who have not the Spirit of God are none of His. Now, I'm telling you the God-honest truth. I know we like to believe that everybody's going to heaven, but that's not true. This is why it's so important that we preach the kingdom of God. We preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. How can they hear except a preacher be sent? right? It's so important that we're all called to be ambassadors of Christ. We're all called to be ministers of reconciliators. If you're only satisfied with just preaching to people that's already saved and never reaching the people that's in the grocery stores when you go there or never interested in reaching people on your workplace or wherever, your neighbor, if you're not interested in that, then there's something wrong with that love relationship. Because Jesus, everywhere he went, he went about doing nothing but good. He was not just confined to the building. You know, that religious spirit will make you think, well, I got my position at church. I got my title. I'm doing my work. You're preaching to people that's already saved. Jesus said, I didn't come. Don't get me wrong. We need it because he set the fivefold in the, in the body to um, prepare and equip people for the work Of the ministry, the work of the ministry is not just our volunteer services inside the building. Our the work of the ministry is actually going out to where the people are, to the homeless shelters, and having church there. Going to um, just you know, it's in the streets. Jesus said, "I didn't come." That's why Jesus didn't just stay in the temple; he went out where the people were. And we're all called to be ministers or reconciliators. Maybe it don't look the same. What does evangelism, he said, do the work of an evangelist. What does that look like for you? Your work of an evangelist, you might be just evangelizing that one person at your job. You might be evangelizing your neighbor next door. You might be evangelizing family members in your household. You know, but we all should have some work. What's your work in the ministry? How are you allowing your light to shine? We're not supposed to take our light and hide it up under the bushel. When life is all about you, when it becomes all, see, the the lepers were healed as they went. Some of us are not getting healed because we're not going. There's nowhere for God to lead us if we're not moving. That's an action word. You know, movement, calling up people, praying for them. You know, he told Moses, he said, what is it you have in your hand? One thing I always said before, when I accepted Christ, I said, I would. I promise you, Lord, I'll never be a hypocrite. I would never be a hypocrite. I would never tell people to do things that I'm not willing to do. I will never. I can't tell my kids, you need to, you know, uh, make sure you keep a, a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I wouldn't say to my kids, you need to pray all through the day while you're washing dishes, while you're driving the car. If I'm not doing it. It's not right for me to tell them to do it. That's being a hypocrite. We have to practice what we preach. We have to practice what we know. Jesus said the wise man, he built his house on the rock, on on the word. He did what he heard. Okay, 2 Corinthians, uh, excuse me, Timothy 2 and 10, we was on this. It says, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, It's it's strong. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are His. And let everyone that name the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Yeah. Let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity, which means to be wicked or immoral in nature or character. Primarily, it indicates not an action, but the character of the action, the motive and the intent. Because you can do something that looks good and it not be good. Jesus, they was up here saying all this good stuff. We cast devils on your name. We prophesied in your name. Those were good things. So why did Jesus still say, depart from me, ye worker of iniquity? Because he, even though it looked good on the outside, God, the word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and it knows the intents of the heart. Man looks out the, out the, at the outside and they're impressed. But God looks at our heart and say, that's a mess. You need to repent of that. Your motive wasn't right. You didn't say that because you really loved them. You said that so people could see you. You did that so people can see you. You're doing stuff so people could think highly of you. Hold on. Wait a minute. You know there's no condemnation in any of this. We're we're, we're having this talk. We're sitting down and having this talk because as we approach these evil end times, We have to be able to take the good, to take the exhortation and the edification. But this is how we know that we have grown from faith to faith. Is when we can sit still and take the correction and the rebuke also. Come on now. No more excuses. There is no buts in God. God don't understand. The only thing God understands is, depart from me. You work of iniquity. You bent on doing what you want to do and you don't care nothing about what I say. That's not my child. We're talking about the ones that know. The Bible says, He that knoweth to do good and do it not for him is sin. There's some things, it's a difference in rebellion and ignorance because we all have some ignorance because there's areas we don't know everything. But the things that I do know, I'm responsible for that. And I can't go to my father saying, I know you said this, but ain't no buts. A worker of iniquity. This is somebody who's practicing. You know, John says, and we say that we have fellowship with him, but yet we still walk in darkness. Walk. We're talking about our daily lifestyle. But yet we still walk in darkness. We are a liar. And the truth is not in us. Now, I didn't call you a liar. This is what the word says. He says, probably, listen to me. If you say that you have fellowship with me and I'm all backslidden, okay? Living, fornicating, and I done did that. And uh, if you say you have fellowship with me, but yet you walk, I'm talking about lifestyle in darkness, you are a liar. You say if you say you have fellowship with me, and you living in fornication, and you committing adultery, there's no condemnation. And you robbing, stealing, and killing, and everything else that we know that we shouldn't be doing. Hold on, wait a minute. You lying, cheating, manipulating. Hold on, wait a minute. You are out here trying to self promote yourself, and God sees and he knows but he still loves us. God loves us. The question is not if God loves us because he proved his love to us. The Bible said when we were yet sinners, God proved his love to us. I'm talking about us having a love relationship with him. I'm talking about us loving on God like God loves on him. When we don't acknowledge God, guess what? We ignore God. When we don't acknowledge God in all our ways, we ignore God in all our ways. There's no condemnation. I'm just trying to pull us back into fellowship and relationship with the God a lot of us have departed from. But because we can still quote scriptures or maybe because we study to have a Bible study so we can teach. I don't know about you. I don't study to teach. I study to live. You know, here I am, Lord. Give me fresh manner. I need a word every single day. I don't know about you, but I'm needy for Jesus. And one thing I am fully convinced of is that I can do absolutely nothing without him. And at the end of the day, in the beginning of the day, he has the power to save our souls. As we approach these end times, you have people denouncing the Lord Jesus Christ. But if they would have really been with him, they they would have never departed from him. Everybody that named the name of Jesus ain't saved. Because even devils tremble. Even devils know the word. But Jesus said, you're going to know them by their fruit. Patience, gentleness, kindness, long-suffering. Let me tell you what. The devil knows the word, but the devil cannot live the word. This is why Jesus said, "You'll know by the fruit." You know, I've seen some plastic fruit, and I oh, if I, I I physically had to touch it because it looked so real. Okay, even though that fruit looked real, I couldn't eat it because it wasn't real. I couldn't eat anything from its tree. If it was a fruit apple tree, I couldn't eat none from it because it was plastic fruit. And on the outside, we can be looking all this. But let me tell you what, the prophetic, the prophets are coming. And you know what, when God, they already been here, but they're going to be manifested even more so. Because uh, we need the prophetic people with the, you know, we all have some type of gift. But God deals with us in secret first. But if you don't come out of it, he will send somebody along like he did David, King David. He will. Why? It's not because he doesn't love us. It's because he does love us. And he loves us so much, too much. I'm so glad he loved me so much. He loved me too much to leave me alone. I'm so glad he loved me too much to leave me alone. I'm so glad that his hand was resting heavy on my head. And even when I get out of line, that he convicts me and he convinced me. That wasn't right. That was wrong. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. I don't want to live another day my way, making my own decisions. You know, I was talking to my friend today, and one of the things we were talking about is how, how rude and disrespectful it is for someone to come into your house, into your presence, and not even speak to you. That is so rude. But you know, how many of us do it every day when we get up in the morning, we don't acknowledge God in all our ways? You know, yeah, we might do our religious thing. Lord, thank you for opening my eyes, but... Uh, I'm I'm talking about prayers like, Lord, lead me, guide me, direct me, not my will, Lord, let your will be done. Lord, who you want to use me to bless today? Who you want to use me? Here I am, Lord, I yield yield my members to you. What do you want me to say? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Those kind of prayers, that's what I'm talking about. Remember the Lord said, lead not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Again, I'm talking about. How do we know we love God? You ever tell somebody somebody you love them and they say, no, you don't. Or they might ask, how do you know that you love me? Well, that's my question today. How do you know that you love me? Here it is. He's saying um, that everyone that named the name of Christ depart from me, depart from iniquity, which means to be wicked or immoral in nature or character primarily it indicates not an action, but the character of the action, the motive behind the action. God is always looking at our heart. He knows that we love him because of the condition. Now, to love God is to obey God. Jesus said, if you love me, then obey me. Keep my commands. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? Right, We, we in, in the natural, we base uh, we say, well, love is an action word. You can't say you love me and you, tr- you treat me bad. That's not love. You can't say you love me and you beat me. That's not love, right? That's what we say in the natural, right? Well, God is saying, you can't say you love me and you won't live for me. I'm not talking about falling down and getting up because we're all a progress and none of us have arrived. I'm talking about living a lifestyle of wickedness, of immoral character. Okay, I'm talking about living a lifestyle of sin. I'm not talking about falling down and getting back up. A righteous man will fall down seven times and he'll keep getting back up. Why? Because in his heart, it is his desire to live for the Lord for real. Um, But we have to continue to seek God. We have to continue to uh, renew our mind to the Word of God so we can know the will of God so we can live like God. We can't live like God without renewing our mind to the word of God, because we got to know what the will of God is. It's the Holy Spirit. The Bible say it's the spirit of God that that willeth us to even want to do good. I, you know, the only reason I want to do good is because of God. I'm talking about the right kind of good. I'm not talking about my goodness. I'm not talking about my self-righteousness. I'm talking about God's self-righteousness. I'm talking about God's righteousness. I'm talking about God's goodness. When, we, when Whatever we do in word or deed, it has to be so God can get the glory. It has to be unto the Lord. It, it's not about you. It's not about how smart you are. It, it's not about how many degrees you are. It's not about what you did. Anything good, Jesus said, "Why do you call me good? There's none good but the Father." And I tell people, anything about me that you see is good is because of the good God that I serve. Because I'm only good because of my God, because He is the one that gives who's even giving me the power to even do good. The Holy Spirit is helping me. He willeth me. He's the one that even want me, cause me to want to even do good. It's God having the God's heart desire. That gives me his desire to want to fulfill his good desire. So Jesus is saying here, he said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. He's talking about a lifestyle. Someone who's practicing rebellion. Someone who's practicing immoral morality. Someone who's practicing adultery, fornication. They say, God, I I know, I know it's wrong, but ain't no buts. Let's say that together. Ain't no buts in God. we He that know it to do good and do it not. This is what the word of God said. This is sound doctrine, you guys. He that know it to do. When we endure sound doctrine, there's no wiggle room. When we endure sound doctrine, there's no buts. When we endure sound doctrine, there's no excuses. All we can do, if we can endure sound doctrine, it will draw us to repentance because we're not trying to find excuses for staying the way that we're staying. When we start making excuses, we ain't ready yet. I don't know about you, but Lord, here I am. Fix me, deliver me, make me over. Everything that's in me does not like you. I'm ready. I am ready. This is not just for you. This is for me too. The word of God is a, is a two-edged sword. Can you endure? Will you endure this sound doctrine? My question to you. I know it's a hard word, but sometimes the word has to be hard sometimes. Because when the heart is hard, the heart of the word, because you have, it's like pounding. Our heart is like a fresh pot of soil. And those who plant know that the harder the soil is, the harder you have to pound. And when people cannot endure correction, I'm not talking about condemnation. I'm telling you what the word of God is saying here. I'm reading it. Okay. When we cannot endure sound doctrine. Not only is it a sign of immaturity, but it's a sign of rebellion when we know better. Rebellion is equal to the sin of witchcraft. God had already told King Saul what to do and what not. He said, kill them all. But Saul did what he wanted to do. He didn't do what God told him to do. He, you know, the Bible said that King Solomon did not obey God completely. Because God told him not to intermarry. Because if he intermarried those women who had who served those foreign gods, it would turn his heart away from the true living God. And this is why he's telling us: Listen here, don't be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. He's not telling you that because he doesn't love unbelievers. He's saying, what fellowship does light have with darkness, or a have with a uh, you know with the Lord the devil and God has nothing in common. God and the devil don't have anything in fellowship. The devil hate God and God hate the devil. They have nothing in common. They're opposites. So if he's telling us don't be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. Don't 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 you know um Samson parents they warned him don't go over there with that woman don't go with them don't intermarry with them don't intertwine with them because they worship other gods but he would not listen I'm getting ready to uh, end it here you guys be blessed and be encouraged uh, 1 Corinthians 8 and 3 says but the one who love God is known by God okay so my question is do you know God Do you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? And if not, make sure you take time out today, this day, to get in fellowship with him, to spend time with him. Because remember, when we don't acknowledge God in all our ways, we ignore God in all our ways. And we do what we want to do because we don't care. All we want is what we want. I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys be blessed. You be encouraged. And again, share this podcast and keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout this wonderful, wonderful day. Okay?